0: Spike Cohen.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard for Spike Redbeard the Pirate. Cohen, I am Matt Wright, and together we are traversing the muddied waters of freedom.
0: What was? Where was the Jew part in that? There
1: wasn't a Jew part in that, but oh, you have a you red said Redbeard the part. Okay, you right. have a red. Beard. Hey folks,
0: thanks so much for tuning in.
1: First and foremost, allow me to thank Justin for the kava I am drinking on this week's episodes.
0: And allow me to thank allow me to thank Le Bleu for this delicious water that I am drinking, Bula Vinaca. Bula Vinaca. This, of course, is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out on all social media platforms, all podcasting platforms, including whatever you are listening or watching this on right now. And whatever you are listening or watching this on on right now be sure to like follow subscribe whatever the thing is that allows you to continue getting our content on this thing whatever it is and if it is YouTube then don't just subscribe hit the bell be sure to hit the bell we want your phone your device to explode with notifications every time we go live or do anything so thank you so much
1: thank you so much and if you have not yet make sure In order to get 100% of that fantastic Muddied Waters content that you all love so much, be sure to head on over to anchor.fm slash muddiedwaters slash subscribe. Whilst you are there, you will get uh, an extra show of content every week. Whilst you are there, you're going to get an extra episode every week that's made just for subscribers. Um... And you're going to get discounts at the Muddy Waters Media Store. You're going to get discounts at Stitches and Glitches or Defy the Power. Um, and just so much more. So much more. And I absolutely no spoilers, but you are going to want to hear this week's subscribers-only yes, episode.
0: it's pretty – we just finished recording it. It's pretty freaking cool. It is pretty I'm cool. super excited. If you've been on the fence, get off the fence. Go sign up right now. Holy crap. It was super cool. It was super so cool. So uh, – you know what else is super cool? Caffeine, but not as much caffeine as is in coffee. No, one seventh specifically of a cup of ca- ca- coffee. And I know where you're thinking, where are you going with this, Spike? Well, I'm going to the Mudwater Mushroom Coffee Replacement Cacao Rapid Fire segment brought to you by Mudwater, which has, yes, one seventh of the caffeine of a cup of coffee. I, Why? Well, I finally said that correctly. You did. I think for the first time I've ever done this, I actually said the phrase one seventh of the caffeine of a cup of coffee twice now.
1: Without tripping.
0: Because, because I drink mud water and that's why. And I know what you're thinking. Is it good? No, it is not. <laughs> it is not good. It's good for you. It has mushrooms, turmeric, sea salt, cinnamon, the masala chai, and literally nothing else. That's it. That's all that's in it. And you're gonna think, yum now you actually you're not going to think yum if you put enough coffee uh, enough uh, uh, honey in anything you'll say yum uh, but if you don't what you'll say is hmm, I hope this is good for me well it is it's really good for you it's got neuroprotective factors but it also uh, has just enough caffeine to get you ready to go and ready to face the day but not so much caffeine that it hurts your health later in life and it makes, makes you think, think hmm. I wish I hadn't drank all that coffee. I wish I drank mud water. Well, you can do that by going to the com slash mud. Yes. Okay.
1: It's so funny like, because you, you you are correct. It does not taste good at all. And this is coming from a person who drinks literal mud every.
0: Yeah. This tastes worse than kava. But it's really good for you. It does. <laughs> It's like it, it is re- it,
1: Yeah, back. it is really good for you.
0: Um, so just put some put some honey in it. Put honey put in it. Honey You're in gonna, it. It's nice. It's get sweet, some nice, and honey's good for you too. Get it's, some nice local some nice honey. Nice It'll local, help local with allergies. Local organic honey yeah. help with your allergies. You feel better. It's good for you. Yeah.
1: So we hope everybody out there had a fantastic Fourth of July weekend. Um, and. Yeah. By that, we mean we hope you weren't on one of the 28.8% of flights that were canceled and or delayed this weekend. Holy crap.
0: Uh, A a third of the flights uh, were canceled.
1: Or delayed. Or delayed. (laughs) Uh, But not to worry. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg is here To alleviate your worry when it comes to traveling in the future. He tweeted, uh, this this is what the totally successful and not at all failure of a mayor or presidential candidate, Pete Buttigieg, has to say. Sometimes an airline will offer you points or miles as compensation, but you are entitled (laughs) to a cash refund when your flight is canceled. When deciding whether to accept miles, it is helpful to know their value, which varies, but often is estimated at 1 to 1.5 cents per mile. For example, my connecting flight got canceled last night. At first, the airline offered 2,500 miles, which I estimate is worth about 30 bucks. But I claimed the refund for the canceled portion instead, and it worked out to be 112.07. So what we learned about Pete Buttigieg is he is willing not to see his family or friends for $112.
0: (laughs) On a holiday weekend. (laughs) On a
1: holiday weekend. $112 is what it costs to buy Pete Buttigieg away from his family. That is Pete Buttigieg's price. (laughs) That's his (laughs) price.
0: Everyone has a price. The transportation secretary of the United States of America's price is one hundred and twelve dollars and seven exactly. cents. Exactly, possibly less.
1: But he may have gone less. We know that that's what they offered, and he went okay.
0: Oh my gosh, that's like the uh, that's like the uh, the joke. Uh, the guy walks up to a, a woman and says, uh, "How much uh, to spend the night with you?" And she goes, "Oh, how dare you uh, ask me something like that?" And he goes, "I'll give you a million dollars." And she says, okay, fine. And he goes, okay, how about a hundred? And she goes, Oh, I would never do that. How dare you? And he said, No, we've already established that you have a price. Now we're just negotiating. <laughs> For Pete Buttigieg, if he said a hundred, uh, Pete would say, How about a hundred and twelve and boy. seven cents? <laughs> Specifically.
1: It's that seven cents that that's what puts it over the edge. It's that seven it's cents. It's more than a hundred and twelve? I
0: am in. It sounds like a lot more, right? <laughs> like one twelve and seven cents. There's like five additional uh, syllables here.
1: right? <laughs> it's like the opposite. Like when they offered it to him, they did the opposite of like what gas stations do, where they're like three. Well, today it's four dollars and eighty six cents nine.
0: Ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, point yeah, yeah point.
1: Yeah. In nine tenths, and uh, people are like, Well, nine yeah, it's
0: they do the opposite, right?
1: They but airlines are like, We're gonna go, you know, a couple of cents higher, and there goes like, <laughs> to they'll take it,
0: and Pete fell for it, yep.
1: <laughs> like so many other things.
0: Um, yes, speaking of uh, falling for it, the man that 81 million people voted for uh, sent probably the dumbest tweet ever. Possibly. Possibly. In an
1: effort to sound as authoritarian and economically illiterate as possible, he said, My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for product and do it now.
0: The gas station. This That was his tweet. Okay? That was him saying, I know how to handle this. And they're like, Mr. B- President Biden, please. No, that's not how it works. There's that was, a supply chain and there's a bottleneck at the refine Nope, nope. It's the gas station. That was
1: – okay, I'm saying that was not his tweet. Okay. And my reasoning for that is I wish we had this video. When he came up with one word to describe America, it was... (laughs) Have you not seen this
0: video? I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it, no. Okay, so... America
1: is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to (laughs) put (laughs) him... That is why I'm saying he he didn't write this tweet.
0: (laughs) That's fair. No, I'm now... You're right. (laughs) How, like, who looked at this? Okay, we've talked about this on the show. Like endlessly. Endlessly. You can't blame the corporations. You have to blame the uh, conditions of supply and demand that have been created by government policies here in the U.S. and really throughout the the Western governments. They have decided that they were going to get all their fossil fuels from other countries that were outside of the first world because then they could claim that they were being environmentally friendly. All that meant is that there would just never have to be any kind of unrest at all and that every single one of those countries had to be under the boot heel of those Western uh the Western countries including the US. That didn't happen and now because of just a handful of issues in countries like Russia and Venezuela and a couple other countries now, the the, the uh, supply is greatly restricted uh, and impacted. Uh, that's coupled with things like the refinery uh, being at full capacity, the, the U.S. refining ability being at full capacity because they aren't allowed to build new uh, facilities uh, and because the cost of uh, the, the raw materials, thanks to the war on trade that Democrats and Republicans have done, have driven up the cost of that. Like, there, there are all these different policies, and we've talked about them ad nauseum on this show, have led to the price of fuel and and the price and the availability of fuel, uh, being such a problem. And so Joe Biden's team says the gas stations who are often selling fuel at a
1: loss. So actually let's go, let's go into that because we have graphics, um, (laughs) the gas station. So, Most gas stations in this country are owned by an individual operator. 57% of people who own gas stations own one station. They yeah. own one singular station. So that means that they are purchasing this gas on an open market. They aren't going through, you know, they're not going through, um, uh, ExxonMobil or you know through BP or whatever um they're they are purchasing it on the open market which cuts down on uh which cuts down on their profit immensely because they don't have like their wholesaler that's going to give it to them on the cheap so in your average tank of gas at 409 which this was a chart from uh April 13th so you can see how well we've done um as of April thirteenth of twenty twenty two, when the average gas was 409, 209 was was crude oil, which, as it says here, the stuff that comes out of the ground. Seventy cents went to the refinery process. Seventy cents is taxes, federal, state, fees, whatever. Thirty two cents was transport, and twenty eight cents, give or take, this is where the give or take is is the markup that the gas stations are doing and after you take out overhead and things like that most gas stations are profiting somewhere between three and seven cents per gallon which means that over the course of a day most of them make about 200 bucks on gas alone
0: yeah and that's before you factor in taxes and also a lot of them if they're in a more competitive market. So three cents to seven cents on average Um, that includes there are some where they may be the only gas station in town so they can market up a little bit more in ones where there's a lot of competition they're offer often selling it at a loss or at you know or pretty much at parity because they're hoping that they're not making money from this they're making money from what they can upsell you on on car washes on uh, on the food food that's inside so yeah on soda on on whatever or getting you to to sign up for one of their credit cards and and save a discount oh by the way if you uh sign up for one of their cards and you're getting a discount do the math if they give you a five or cent or ten cent discount they are definitely selling it at a loss because they want you to be a, a you know have your loyalty as a customer and get you to buy more stuff in the store yep. that's the whole pur- purpose of it the fact that joe biden's team the fact that, <laughs> that the 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 people running this country put out a tweet blaming the gas stations and then and then so there's there's the economic illiteracy of it there's the authoritarian the authoritarianism of it you better do this bring down the price right now uh and and and, and charge what you're what you're paying they're just they bout are yeah charging what they're paying and then ending it on and do it now which not only is very authoritarian it's an empty threat and everyone knows it. It's Joe Biden again saying, you better do what I say. And everyone's shrugging and going, no. no. And then nothing happens. Right. And it just, it's hard to look like both economically illiterate and authoritarian and weak and powerless at the same time. Yep. I got no other ideas, so you better do this. No? Okay, then I got no other ideas. So the slacking that the Democrats are about to get is in the midst of things like Roe v. Wade being overturned, which should be a slam dunk for them, and and they're going to get completely manhandled in November. Because of because people care way more about the average person cares way more about like I can't afford to do anything so and, and that's his response it's incredible and
1: what this tweet is actually doing is uh it's it's not go, it's not going after major oil it's going after that fifty seven it's no, going no. after that fifty seven percent because yeah, what yeah. the American uh, Petroleum Institute is saying is that roughly sixty seven two thirds of drivers. They choose their gas based on price. They're going to find the lowest price. I know that, uh, the Wawa down the street is going to be the lowest price. Uh, That's a little bit closer sometimes like competes, but, and if I really need gas, I'll go there, but I can only assume that the other 33% is convenience. You know, you don't have something around whatever.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: So if roughly, uh, 57% of gas stations are owned by one person, all right, so roughly 20.5% of gas stations are people who own 500 or more. And those are going to be your big your big corporations. Those are going to be your big conglomerates. Yep. So those people can risk lowering their gas by one cent, two cents, three cents, whatever, because they're going to be collecting it from a lot of different areas. The people yep. he's hurting here... The people that he's really going to injure by making, and you're right, it's an empty threat, but if it were to somehow come to fruition, he is suggesting that the people who own the one gas station, the 57%, they're the people who don't deserve to stay open because they can't afford to do that. They can't afford to do that. So he's demanding that entrepreneurs, people who are trying to make better lives for themselves, are going to give up their livelihood in order to appease his base when everybody knows that the gas stations, the one cents, two cents, three cents, seven cents, whatever it is, like that is necessary for them to continue their survival. And he is saying, No, you need to do this and give I don't care about your livelihood. I need to look good in the face of everybody else
0: that's literally what he's doing that is it's literally like we what need he... to do well in the midterms so you have to just your company has to die because like you said that if a fifth of the uh of the owners who you know own the you know uh, own these you know bulk of these um of these uh, stores they can take the hit on the chin although I don't see why they need to like that that's the other thing like it 's not like the the people who own these quick trip uh, and Buckys and Wawa and sheets and all these other major chains it 's not like they have a vested interest in Joe Biden getting no. reelected or the Democrats no, no, no. doing well in Congress. I mean, yeah, they could leverage it potentially on some things. I could see how like how Amazon and Walmart have done to like leverage the pushes for higher minimum wages to kill their lower their smaller competition. But this is a case where the margins are already so tight to begin with. They can't afford to do it. Well, right? so like they they can't afford to take a, a the kind of reduction in price that would be required to help Joe Biden's polling numbers is oh, yeah. would no, destroy that- their profits as well.
1: So yeah, like Bucky's had that kid. Uh, God, I don't. Remember. I think it was in Alabama. It was in Alabama or Arkansas. Uh, they had a case that went to the state supreme court, and it was. I remember it was Bucky's, and I'm pretty certain it, which one's. It was Arkansas because that's the one right next to Texas. Um,
0: right. Yes. Yeah.
1: So it was in Arkansas. Yes. Um, but Bucky's opened when Bucky's opened up. They were selling gas at less than what they bought paid for it. They were selling it for way under because the the goal was to get people in and get them into the stores because that's where you're going to make all your profit. So yeah, your Buckies and your Wawas and your whatever. Uh, that Supreme Court case, by the way, said that you cannot sell gas at that low of a price. You have to charge at least what you paid for it.
0: Oh, the EPA decision they just did? No,
1: no. The it was it was an Arkansas Supreme Court case, and oh, so, the Arkansas. Yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So that's what they says. Oh, can't, so
0: they don't allow price dumping. They don't allow for, for gas. No, not in our conscience. Okay, so then no one can do this. Well they So even if they wanted to, they can't do it. I mean, it.
1: they can lower it to seven cents is what he's saying. And like, yeah, that's where your Wawas and your Buckies and your sheets if you live in yeah. the northeast. They could do that. But your locally owned gas station that is owned by, you know, somebody that you know. see out in the neighborhood who lives three houses down from you, uh, he can't afford yeah. to do that. So everybody, like we said, sixty-seven percent of drivers choose based on price. So that means that they're going to go to other gas stations, which is going to hurt those people even more because they're not going to be going inside to get their sodas or to get their snacks or you know right. whatever they have in there. So he hes literally trying to drive them out of business. He's literally trying to drive them out of business, and the bigger companies they can afford to do it just a couple of cents just to make it worth people to drive there
0: right and it won't be enough to make a difference for biden anyway lowering gas prices three to six, seven cents isn't going to do a damn thing no. for his poll numbers no and that's all they can do they actually can't reduce it by that much less than what they're paying wow okay yeah all right well thankfully uh joe biden has uh unveiled a very aggressive proposal for offshore oil and gas development right right yeah
1: uh, it's it, it is a very um, progressive uh, five year proposal. <laughs> <laughs> it's very progressive, um,
0: and very progressive.
1: While it is just a proposal, and they're looking for they're looking for uh, it to be completed soon, or an agreement to be made on it soon. They say that the final plan will have anywhere from uh, eleven to zero lease sales.
0: All the way to zero.
1: All the eleven being the cap. All the way to yeah. zero lease sales. And then they uh, went on and they said that there will be between two auctions a year or none at all. I like the way that they're phrasing this. There's gonna be between two or none, or there's gonna be anywhere from eleven to zero. And if you don't believe you can look you can Google the plan, that's how it's worded.
0: I'm going to look this up yeah. while you're talking about yeah. it. This is funny. So this
1: is like a weird, bizarre attempt because he's trying to appease the green energy base, you know, the the Green New Deal uh, progressive base of the Democrat Party, as well as he wants to appease the oil and gas um, lobbyists and people who drive cars uh, because rising fuel prices. So he's like, look, I'm doing something, but I'm not doing enough. Like, in, to try to balance leasing both of these sides this is not going to do anything because he's not promising that he's going to give out any lease sales so no oil company is going to actually go in and try to bid on these things but then he will be able to turn he's going to turn around and say well i said that they have these two two auctions a year or none at all, but nobody wanted to auction on them. What he's doing is trying to do a balancing act to make both happy, and he can't do it. It's not something that's going to be possible.
0: And to your point, I'm I'm reading two different releases. One is from the environmental groups and Democrat groups who are angry that he's talking about having any built, and then others from energy groups saying, uh, this isn't anywhere near what we need, uh, to deal with future increases in demand for energy. Yep. Um, so he literally came up with a plan that pisses this is everybody. Everyone yeah. off.
1: He tried to do a balancing act where both sides were going to be happy and he ended up making everybody no, angry, they're both angry. Yeah.
0: They're both very, yeah, I'm reading these right now. Yeah.
1: They're both very angry.
0: They're both, and it's very, not going to help angry. on either side. No, no, they're both. They're both angry. Wow. Because people... They, when, because he, he has broken his promise to not allow any new offshore drilling. So that's that's one thing. Um, and he's not even beginning to deal with the uh, expected increases in, in, uh, um, in demand for uh, fuel over the next five years. Yeah. So he literally pissed everyone else. He should have just either said, listen, we're not doing anything new. I said I was going to not do anything new or said, yeah. listen, we're going to go based on What's needed, you know, we're going to allow as many leases as possible. At least one side would say, finally, at least one side would be happy. Yeah.
1: Very and nice. the way it is with gas prices being what they are, inflation <laughs> at 8.6%, uh, inflation being at 8.6%, uh, wages being down. Um, yeah. Best economy ever. I know. Can I get it? Uh, he can say that all he wants, but people are stuck in a position where they can't afford to upgrade things in their life. They can't afford to upgrade cars to get EVs. And, you know, that's still requires fossil fuels but you know they can't afford to make those switches in their life because they're spending so much money on milk on eggs on gas on bread on exactly their rents are going up their more uh their the credit card fees are going up because of the new interest rate hikes from the fed they can't afford to upgrade anything to a more greener lifestyle but he's trying to force everybody that way it's it is the most bizarre balancing act it's
0: insane it is
1: insane Jimmy Carter, who's still alive, I think. Um, yes. <laughs> I haven't checked the news yeah, today. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: Jimmy Carter said, "I will not rest <laughs> until there's a president that was worse than I was," and he'll soon be able to pass away peacefully. Yeah, he's gonna states.
1: he's gonna be able to pass away today. Um, but yeah, like Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Carter is going. Oh, thank God! I'm going to be remembered as a peanut farmer and a guy who helped build homes for homeless people. And nobody's going to talk about my inter- yeah, energy. Not the worst president
0: ever. Um, that not even the worst president on on gas prices. Yeah. It's incredible how this is has happened. It's you know this really. If you think about it, this is the Biden administration trying to exercise in grappling with the problems with this. You know, with with energy prices, and really suffering a, a bad injury as a result. Speaking of which.
1: A Los Angeles cop died in May and his family is saying that is due to the fault of the LAPD. Get right. Buckle up, buddy. I, I, oh, have I was, you heard this?
0: I not really. No. <laughs> oh, you're going to like this. I looked enough to try to get a segue. Uh, <laughs> so Officer
1: Houston Tipping, which honestly, look, that name. <laughs> the man's dead. Okay. No, that name. I'm not going to lie it's kind of badass. Like I like the name Houston tipping. Like that sounds like a carrot. His
0: middle name is cow. His middle name is cow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, 32 years old died after suffering a spinal cord injury while he was training with officers last month. Uh, police described tipping's injury and death as the result of a tragic accident that occurred while tipping was in a grappling exercise with another officer. Um, When they say a grappling exercise with another officer, this is what was really happening. They were doing riot training. And Tipping was acting as a rioter. LAPD Police Chief Michael Moore, not the same one, uh, said Tipping did not sustain any type of laceration to his head and was not struck or beaten during this training session. Okay, sure. As Mm -hmm. Spike says Mm -hmm. in uh, Gastonia, release the tape.
0: Yeah, let's see it. Let's
1: see that tape. Bradley Gage, the attorney for Tipping's mom, Shirley Huffman, said Tipping suffered multiple terrible injuries over his body. He states that it has to be a beating. Uh, Gage has filed a governmental claim on behalf of Huffman that states Tipping is not the first to be effectively murdered during training, um the family says they hope the lawsuit will bring an end to the training exercise deaths Gage said Tippings family does not believe the official story that his death was a freak accident during training his injuries they say were too severe one part of his head required staples he became a quadriplegic he was unable to breathe on his own and his heart stopped so basically the LAPD trains how they play in the streets
0: yeah yeah they train how they work
1: yeah he was acting he was pretending to be a rioter in a police training and he got beat to death by another cop is what happened
0: as part of his training. as part
1: of the as part yeah as the other cops training
0: that tracks i've seen i saw a video of lapd uh cops dispersing what they called a riot frankly it was it was a protest it was an angry protest but it was a protest no 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 damage was happening they weren't even on the road they were just angrily shouting with uh, signs and refusing to disperse and the cops started shooting them in the head and neck and upper chest with those beanbag guns which you aren't even supposed to shoot directly at them you're supposed to shoot at the ground let it ricochet and hit them in the knees uh and instead they're just popping them directly in the head. And the and like the head, like this general area—the head, the the neck, and the uh, chest—at like a a few feet away. I mean, easily could kill someone that way. And they went and killed, made this guy a quadriplegic and killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Release the tape. Let's see. Release the tape. Let's see how you train people to deal with riots. How how you deal, L.A. cops, to deal with if you're saying there's no
1: lacerations to the head during, during the training. Show it. Prove it. Yep. prove prove yeah, what everybody see. believes to be true they did yes. so they did now, say uh they did say that there were uh, like rib fractures and lung punctures and stuff like that uh and the the lawyer gage uh said that those could have come he conceded that those could have come from uh, them trying to revive him
0: whilst all of this was happening and that's a possibility yes that that could be right from, that's that's, that's a
1: possibility CPR. yeah but the head
0: had to get there. How do you get to needing CPR right so yeah Wow yep no that tracks wait till they discover qualified immunity Hmm. <laughs> so uh, doctor speaking of interesting names dr. Alex Steinschleiger has some interesting news for us Matt
1: yeah Dr. Alex Dean Schleiger.
0: Schleiger.
1: Yeah, Steen Schleiger. Dean Schleiger. I had to look that up so many different ways in order to find yeah. it. Uh, is the direct, That's interesting. Is the director of urology at New York Urology Specialists in Midtown Manhattan. And he states that calls about vasectomy procedures have skyrocketed more than 500% since SCOTUS overturned Roe v. Wade.
0: In Manhattan?
1: have already gotten to the joke. Yep. In Manhattan. <laughs> and the irony is that New York's laws on abortion won't change like at all. At all. So what they are, what the men in New York are doing is literally helping stop abortion in midtown Manhattan yes. by getting. Problem solved.
0: <laughs> they are thinking ahead. They're thinking of all the tourists that come in. And they impregnate them and then they go back home.
1: Mm, They go back home to their Louisianas and their Oklahomas and their Mississippis.
0: Because, you know, all the Red Staters that are going Going to to New York, (laughs) going to New York
1: City for those one night stands.
0: So, breaking news a lot of people in Midtown Manhattan don't understand how things work, (laughs) including apparently their bodies. This is a I in no way did that decision affect like abortion is every bit as legal in all of New York State as it, as it was, was before two weeks ago. Yeah. But they Hey good so good news. Whether you're pro choice or pro life, men are stepping up. Yeah. Men are doing what and they're they're doing what
1: they're, Doing the things they're doing the things they're they are ensuring that they will not get somebody pregnant um, so that an abortion doesn't and sp- have to happen and
0: they won't spread their genes even accidentally right which is good based on this is self selection so this is Darwin is having a, a final laugh here because these are people that are so smart that they don't know what just happened how it doesn't affect them at all but thankfully. We don't have to worry about future generations being equally stupid. That's like the so that's that. like
1: the people in L.A. that were like protesting and like probably one of the ones, but the guy had the flamethrower and he was firing it at a cop outside of a pregnancy center, and I was like, guys, you're in L.A. Like the laws are the same. Yeah, and that was exactly what Tipping Houston Tipping was training for.
0: I mean i kind of get it so the those are some interesting stories so folks we got a really cool episode tomorrow so we have interviewed we just finished recording it before we did this we interviewed connor boyack who's the uh the co uh co-author no he's the author he's the co-author there's an illustrator he's the author of the tuttle twins uh book series And he's also involved with a bunch of other really cool stuff. And we had an awesome, awesome discussion with him uh, about what he's working on and the future of education in America and the school choice movement and homeschooling and uh, teachers unions. And it was just an awesome discussion. And the first part will be available uh, tomorrow uh, at 8 p.m. The second part. Will be available this weekend at 8pm but only if you are a subscriber to muddy waters media so you know what to do Go to anchor.fm slash muddywater subscribe. Sign up today. You will get access to that second part uh, of our interview with Connor, as well as every single week you will get exclusive uh, Muddy Waters uh, subscriber-only episode episodes and other content. You will also get an ad-free listening experience on Anchor and Spotify, and you will get discounts uh, at, on the Muddy Waters Media Store and partner stores as well. So, uh, tune tune in and hang out with us tomorrow. Thanks again for hanging out with us today. And where we're going... We
1: don't need roads.